I mean, these are the things that I think about. Black mental health. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy O. And your girl Rocky. What's good? So, as you all may know, that O and I are therapists. You should know that. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, uh, I guess we should do a episode about therapy. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Just makes sense, you know. You know, just cover our bases. Um, so we're gonna go on a little journey with you um about us as therapists and then more in a general sense about the mental health field and that and then specific to black mental health and things like that. So first, especially because um you oh you got your BA in psychology, whereas I just I minored in psychology. So you probably knew a little bit longer than I, you know, more about this field and why you went into this field. So first, what drove you to the field of psychology? And then after that, what drove you to specifically marriage and family therapy? Okay, so I came in Hampton University, the Royal HU. Hey! <laughs> uh, I came into Hampton actually as a music major. Mm. Uh, I wanted to be a producer. I was in the drum line, all this stuff. So I came in with that mentality. Uh, I got into the recording stuff. And I looked at like what I was learning and uh, music theory and all this stuff. And I'm just looking at it like, this isn't really me. This is not what I want to do. Like I thought the production aspect would have more creativity on one side. There's a lot mm. of technical stuff, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. Stuff that I would want to do. But for me, the way I learn, the way I get motivated is incorporating my creativity into my activities mm -hmm. so that wasn't working for me uh fast forward uh to i believe <clears throat> sophomore year i took my first psych class with dr tamara williams my homie my home girl like yo she's the shit still at hampton still doing her thing still really able to teach and inspire new generations of college students um, in psychology, which mm -hmm. is what she did for me. Mm -hmm. So her intro class really got me into just the basics, concepts of psychology. Um, and I was really fascinated. I was interested. I was like, this is, once I got in there, it's like I finally understood what my calling was, kind of. Like, you, you know, you connect to the mm -hmm. ideas that you're learning about. Mm -hmm. And that's that makes it fun, as opposed to uh, when I was in music, it felt like I was having to disconnect from my creativity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to adapt to the learning. Mm -hmm. In psychology, it was more like I was learning about something and I could be creative within my learning um, because psychology, like therapy, is a science. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also an art. It's also an art. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you combine the two and you're able to do them in a fluid way, mm -hmm. it really, that's when I feel like you found your calling. And that's what happened to me, basically, because my personality, the way I thought, all matched up with psychology. And so you got to explain that to me and our audience, because, again, like, so you, you know, out of everything to choose from, mm -hmm. why psychology? So I'll break down like a couple of reasons. Like for, for me, uh, for me, the biggest thing is 
the way that they think about stuff and the the processing of information and feelings and emotions really mm. um so being able to connect with other people it's like i didn't have the words for it like mm-hmm. i didn't know mm-hmm. what i was doing i mm-hmm. know what projection was mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or i didn't know what the vacant self-esteem was mm-hmm. or any of those mm-hmm. other concepts it was more i i knew what they were but i didn't know the names for them and i didn't know how to break them down the way that they were broken down and then you fast forward to even more in my second semester of sophomore year, I got into the marriage and family track, which they had going, which uh, Dr. MC really was promoting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malone Cologne, uh, she's a beast, she's fine as hell also. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she started promoting that and it got me really interested into the couple's work. Then I took a course called Intimate Relationships yeah. with Dr. Perry. And everybody wanted that course, y'all. So I was, I was it the, was like a wait list for that yes, class. Yes, I was the first person to... Uh, I was in the group of the first people to oh, do that Oh, really? Class. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was me, and I was with a whole bunch of... Um, I think at the time, they were seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was a, was a junior or a sophomore. But either way, like, um, yeah, at that time... That that course, mm-hmm. legitimate like that was that's what set it off. Where it was like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do, because I was all about relationships anyway, Mister Romantic over here. <laughs> um, and then you couple that with the creativity of psychology and the science with it, and you really got kind of a smart way of how to love people. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> Plug for smart love, his brand. You know, you know, just saying. You know. uh, smart with two T's. With two T's. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, that's really how that concept came up. It was like I was learning about how people connected mm-hmm. and how they saw intimacy on a psychological level. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was just looking at it as, oh, feeling feelings. It was more like understanding those feelings, where they come from, mm. and how to keep those connections um, going. Mm. So it was all that combined into mm-hmm. my HU mm-hmm. psychology experience um, and shifted me towards marriage and family therapy mm-hmm. so it was a great journey learning all these things and it was just fun being in the class environment like we in the intimate relationship class having a wife mm-hmm. having to take her out mm-hmm. to dinner all yeah. stuff like it was yeah. dope we were hearing about that class because uh oh is a year above me mm-hmm. so we was hearing about that class like ooh, this is what they get to do for class and for homework and yep. stuff. Yeah. it was dope mm-hmm. i remember i cooked my day at dinner everything. Hey. <laughs> She's cool. I mean, we weren't. It's just, it wasn't gonna happen. It was, it was yeah. class. Yeah, it was class. Yeah. I had a girlfriend at the time too, so yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't gonna happen. Well, um, for me, so I had a little bit of a different journey. My background is in writing, um, and I may have said that I got my BA in broadcast journalism, um, but I was exposed to the field in high school. So I took a sociology class. I fucking loved that class. Because mm-hmm. it's all about the study of people, right? Loved right. that class. Loved it. Who'd you have for sociology? Well, you probably don't remember. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I took sociology. But I'm talking in high school. I took sociology in high school. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, it was with my favorite teacher, too. But, um. Her name was Miss Clark. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, right, I do right, remember right, her right, name. Right. Because she, like, won an award. The seniors, we gave her an award for, like, oh. Teacher of the Year type okay. of thing. I thought she won some other. I'm like, oh, Oh, shit. no, no. We, we, that's like, still important, though, because yeah. the teachers, that's the they approval need, that you exactly, need. Exactly, exactly. If you're doing a good job with the students. Exactly. We loved you know her. We loved her. Shout out to Miss Deborah Clark. But, um, so, so I took sociology, and that was probably, like, my sophomore year of high school. 
And I had plans, or maybe my junior year, it might have been my junior year, but I had plans on taking psychology in high school, but I was one of those seniors who I took a lot of AP classes, so I was pretty much done my senior year. So I was just taking electives at that point. Like I had AP English and AP Calc, but I was just taking electives for my other classes. But then I had an opportunity to work at my high school, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to work and make money mm. versus taking these electives. So the elective I would have chosen my senior year of high school was psychology. Yeah. So, mind you, I worked in the front office of high school. And, like, towards the end of the year, they didn't really have much work for me. So I was just sitting in the psychology class with my friends while they're in class <laughs> with the teacher in there. Like, let you know how cool they were with me being in there. And I think... That's I, a little too cool. I did, I did some work, because, like, I had to deliver mail to the teachers. So I had to, he had some Time magazine, so I delivered that to him. And I was sitting in the front row of his class. <laughs> okay. The front row of his class, okay? And he was like, mind you, y'all know me by Rocky, but that's going off my middle name, Raquel. I have a first name that I no what? longer that's use. What? That's your middle name? I no longer use my first name. So he addressed me by my first name because that's what I used up until I was 18. And he was like, yo. Well, he didn't say yo. He was, he was white. But he was like, I've been hearing. Pardon really, me. I've been hearing really good things about you. Why haven't you taken my class? Mm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was going to, but I decided to make money. <laughs> so I never got the actual psychology until I went to. Um, college. I didn't take the class. O was smoking. He offered for me to smoke, but I knew I would be coughing, so I didn't take it. So, anyways, I didn't take. I didn't get to take a psychology class until <laughs> college. Um, but the reason that psychology fascinated me was because I saw from a very young age the conditioning of black people, and that fascinated wow, you did me. Say that. that fascinated me okay. because, like my. My freshman year of high school, I did a, a presentation on the doll test that was understanding the self-hate within us. My sophomore year, I was writing for the school newspaper. I did an op-ed about the psychological uh, impact of slavery on like black people today. Like I was very interested in the what, the thinking. Like you were saying saying you're more um, you were interested in the emotions and the feelings and the connections. Right. I was interested in the ways that people thought. Because I was like, how the hell did they make us hate ourselves so much and hate each other? Like, that's some conditioning, you know? I feel like, see, this is interesting because we have different backgrounds. Like, I feel like I knew that part. And this is stuff I'm, I'm struggling with right now. Like, intellectually, I'm, I'm there. I understand how people think and mm -hmm. all that stuff. For me, my struggle is always with the feeling aspect and, like, understanding those emotions and keeping those connections together. Because mm -hmm. I, like... If you listen to the podcast, which you should be doing, go back and we listen got to the like other ones. twenty plus episodes Come on now. now. You ain't Come got no on. excuse. Come on, get on it. Texting my ex. <laughs> what else we got? Dating one on one. The basics. Come on now. We got. We got. We got. Check it out. Adulting check it and self care. All that man. Be the light. Oh yeah. That was, mm, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since I grew up like um in Chad at Chad School in elementary school mm -hmm. in that environment, it's like I knew. Like the bullshit that they were telling us, like from a young age, like I knew, like, oh, they're lying about that shit, or mm -hmm. they try to trick us. Like I knew about Willie Lynch mm -hmm. before I got to middle school. Mm. 
you know? So I knew about all that shit. Um, I might not have, like, really grasped everything because I was so young. Uh, but after, like, as an adult, I'm coming back, like, Yo, why do I think this way? And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, you know, mm-hmm. it was my upbringing. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew about it, too, but it's still fascinating. But that's, how, that's why I was going to connect yeah. with it. Because mm-hmm. the same thing happened with me, with mm-hmm. um, like I was saying, with music, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But when psychology came, the art and the science yeah. kind of came together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably what happened with you on the intellectual side, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was like, you were thinking, like, I, I know this stuff, but it's like, holy shit, I'm kind of fascinated now. Like, And then you're looking at like the art of how to get people out of that. Exactly. You know what I'm yes. So that's probably yes. where it connected with yes. you. This, this is true. So... So yeah, so um, into going into college, uh, I took you know, intro to psychology like everybody has to do with their general ed requirements. Right. Um, but I took black psychology because mind you, I had a lot of AP classes from high with, school, uh, so I had. Leona. Yes, so I was Leona able to Johnson. take electives, and I mean, and then I took black psychology. That was a good course. It was, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, black psychology. That that'll get you. That's yeah. So <laughs> I was like, all right, there's a little bit more to this fascination. There's an interest. Right. <laughs> there's an interest Spark here. Spark has been lit. Exactly. And at Hampton University, they do have a track within psychology, the psychology department of marriage and family mm-hmm. therapy. Now, I've said this before that I started as a writer, I started wanting to help children and I wanted my audience to be children but when I moved into broadcast journalism with radio, I was like, okay, well, it could be the parents of those children, the couple, the adult, the family. And then I'm in psychology, taking psychology classes. I see the marriage and family therapy track, and I'm like, oh, this is everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can help the child. I can help the parent. I can help the couple. I can help the adult. I can help the family. Like, wonderful. I am still do all the other things as far as writing and radio. <laughs> but, right. uh, but, yeah, this is. Like, this is my audience, you know? So that's kind of how I got to psychology in the MFT field. Um, Yo, when I was at HU, I was really into it. Like, I was going to the forums. I was mm-hmm, on panels. Mm-hmm. I was hosting speed dating. Like, I was about these, this, like, couples and relationships from back then, you know? So moving into that, mm-hmm. your specialty. Oh, so therapists, <laughs> therapists, we have, we, you know, we have specialties. We have things that we have passions for mm-hmm. more so that's more of a niche in the field. Um, and it's just, you know, what we're interested in. Some people have specialties in um, pregnancy, postpartum, mm-hmm. um, childbirth. Uh, some people have specialties in reentry or populations of incarceration. Like, you you know, specialties in LGBTQ community. Like, we have different specialties. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, kind of fine-tuning the niche of what we're good at, right. what we have an interest for, that kind of thing. And that's important to do in any field. Exactly. So, with your specialty, tell us more about Right. This. So, yeah, like I was saying, uh, I've, I've been all about couples and just, like, relationships, that connection that uh, people can have romantically. Uh, probably since, you know, I, it's just I can remember for real. I've always been into it. Um, just the understanding, the concept of it, it always fascinated me. Like two people connecting, how long they can stay together, what it takes for them to stay together, uh, what things uh, block that connection, what things foster that connection. You know, all those things were fascinating to me at a very young age. So going into psychology and like you say, having the marriage and family track there, mm-hmm. it was like amazing. It was opening me up to uh, other people who 
thought life mindedly, mm-hmm. and I didn't and I didn't know that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know other people were mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. were about Thinking relationships. The same. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm like man, I'm about these relationships, and not even like in a personal way. Like yeah. obviously, I do want to get with uh, a woman, marry her, have kids, all that other good stuff. <laughs> eventually, at some point, but it's not like an obsession mm-hmm. um, for me in my personal life. It's more like in my mind and career aspect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way that I perceive those relationships of other people. It's, I think it's, it's also your way of building up the community. The more couples you can help yeah. in the community, the better hope for the community. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. because it starts there. It starts with like, it, and I'm not even saying like staying together, like you being able to break up in the way that you have closure and it's not two people being hurt and trying to hurt other people into the next relationship. So that's what I try to do is break that cycle because hurt people always hurt people. Exactly. But if you have understanding of what went down in your relationship or your breakup or whatever the fuck happened um, and have some closure, then there's less likelihood that you're going to carry that baggage on to your next relationship and end up hurting that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my specialty is couples because of that interest I just have. It mm-hmm. just naturally just came out of me. Um, other aspects of my specialty would be black couples. Mm. One, because those are the black love, baby. Black love. Those are relationships I've been in. So personally, yes, I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, I have a vested interest Mm -hmm. in in making sure that my my people love each other better because we have been systematically taught to do the opposite. Yeah, we've been through some things. Yes, the black man and black woman do not get along a lot of times. Although that I'm seeing a change, I'm starting to see a change, and I'm liking it. Um, but we need more of it. We need a lot more of it. Oh, hold up. On that note, mm-hmm. I feel like I saw a Facebook post that I was going to post. <laughs> and, this is uh, the poster. Like, I she, know. I post things. I, I, I can't stand social media. I've told y'all this multiple times. I know. I know. <laughs> multiple times. I don't know if I can find it, though. Shit, it was good. I don't, I don't know if I posted <laughs> it, it already. It was about black couples. Uh, yeah, black couples, man. I'm, I'm trying to help everybody out. Uh, my other specialty, and I didn't know this was going to be a specialty, it just happened starting in Chicago in grad school, is LGBTQ. Like, <laughs> I have at least yeah, half. He's definitely in that specialty yo, now. For real. Like, and I don't, he hasn't advertised it either. He's just gotten that. They just come, they coming at me. I'm like, yo, y'all need help? It's whatever. You black, you, you gay, you straight, whatever. I don't give a fuck. If you need some help, especially when it comes to this love thing or understanding yourself, I'm there for you. I don't give a fuck. So... I've been getting a lot of uh, black, um, a lot of black lesbian women mm-hmm. who are coming to see me either for relationship issues or just trying to figure stuff out um, in, in regards to their personal life. Because, uh, you know, they got to go through a whole bunch of struggle. Mm-hmm. They got to go through the black woman's struggle, mm-hmm. uh, the black struggle in general, and you got LGBTQ mm-hmm. tacked onto that. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mix that up with the religious aspect, that the background they mostly grew up in. Most of these women, Baptists, grew up. You know, that. black people. Yeah, that environment is not great for you know somebody in that community. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's another specialty. Um, I haven't had another poly client, which I'm kind of upset about. So I think next week, going into this week, I'm going to talk about poly relationships. Black people don't know about that. I think some do. Well, black people on the East Coast don't know about that. Oh, well, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Love y'all, but we a little conservative over there. Yeah, a lot more than here. <laughs> a lot more than here. We out and free. <laughs> Word. 
But um, I can't find this post. I'll probably post it <laughs> this week, y'all. Yeah, you'll find it eventually. It was it was so deep though, but it was basically like we were conditioned to not love ourselves yeah, really and love were. each other. That was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. That was definitely part of the plan. So it's unfortunate. <clears throat> and a lot of the stuff we still, you know, go through that shit today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are my specialties for real. Um, I, I actually work really well with kids, even though that's not what I prefer to do. Because <laughs> like kids take up my energy a yeah, lot. It does. But he's also a black man. Yes. And men in general, let alone black men, especially in the marriage and family therapy field, is very limited. I am a unicorn, y'all. Yes, very limited. So when these black boys come into our facility, it's like, okay, oh. Yep, I'm there for them. Like I said, I specialize in couples. I love couples, but I'm not about to turn a black boy down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> especially when they need that, yeah, that mentorship. That. Like, yeah, I have a couple. Um, I have a decent amount of black boys in my case, though, too. So. Majority of my case was probably uh, gay, <laughs> lesbian. It's a lesbian or gay. Um, I can't say that. It's a decent amount though. Like that's mm-hmm. black boys um, transitioning to school or going through a hard time with a, uh, you know, just a lot of school stuff in general and then family life in terms of divorce or uh, changes in family transitioning stuff like that and then mm-hmm. the other half was probably yeah LGBTQ <laughs> mm-hmm. now I got a couple of straight couples here and there okay. but that's my case all right now and yeah that's, I love what I do <laughs> I love what I do <coughs> so for me my specialty um, still is with children I want to be a registered play therapist eventually I'll get the license first as a marriage and family therapist, then I'll shoot for the registered play therapist. But um, I, I, my specialty isn't kids because I do believe that children are the future and that we need to start with I them. Children are our future. <laughs> um, but we got to start with them. Like, literally, like, they're the next generation. I want to start them off right, you know? So being able to be there yeah, so and help the, the children, exactly. I like. Destroying I understand. But then, <laughs> then it goes into well, okay. I'm seeing the child for an hour a day out of the week. What else are they going back into? A lot that's, of times, yeah, that's the issue, man. A lot of times that household. So if the parents are fucking up, my hour a week ain't about to do much. Yeah. It may be a seed, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I gotta help the parents as well, and then. Sometimes I need to help the whole family with the parents and the kids in session. So my specialty is kids, parenting, and families. Um, Now I do, I would like to see more couples because I understand that aspect as well. And I do with my parents, I do check in with them to see if they're one, getting their own self-care and then two, if they're still working on the relationship. Because a lot of people, like they lose themselves with their kids and the daily, you know, grind and we just got to do stuff. They just forget about themselves and they forget about their relationship. So then when the kids are grown up and move out, then they're looking at this person they've spent years with and like, I don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That is very true. Very. That a lot. Exactly. I <laughs> refuse to let that happen <laughs> in my relationship. Shit. <laughs> Look at me, nigga. <laughs> I'm going to know your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, um, so yeah, that's that's where my heart goes out to. Um, so O has smart love with two T's. With two T's. So work on couples and relationships. Mine, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. 
Um, I'm thinking about the name Towering Trees. Um, going from a line in a poem I wrote called Towering Trees Grow from the Tiniest Seeds, and that would probably be the tagline. And it also, in addition to the children being the seeds and growing up to be the towering trees, I also, it's to the point that as a therapist, I can only do so much. Like, I can't, I don't know what you're saying. So, um, 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> he was doing some hand signals. I was, I was like, trying, like, to not break it, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me just fucking say this I, shit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We were real on here. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. But, um, 30 minutes in. <laughs> pretty much. But, uh, but yeah, like, as therapists, we can only do so much, and sometimes all we can do is plant the seeds. It's up to our clients whether or not they want to water them. Yeah. Yeah. Bars. Exactly. Okay, Cordy. Remember, you get louder as you mm-hmm. bring them. I, I'm, I'm going to do that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that's where my specialty is. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about the stigma against mental health treatment, mm. especially in the black community. Yeah, that shit. I get it though. Again, going with our history. So in that, I've I've in grad school I was curious about this topic, so I did a little researching. So I came up with how many is it? I think it's four or five reasons as to why black people don't seek mental health treatment. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's hear. Them. So, first and foremost, <clears throat> number one, we don't have a very good history with the healthcare no, system. No, not at all. Experimentation, mm. sterilization, fucking syphilis. Infections, all that. We don't have a good history with the healthcare system, okay? Now, to that, I say, get a black mental health clinician. <clears throat> <laughs> if black people one. been fucking you up, like I know, go one. see some black people. And they and we are growing. More and more of us are going to school for it and coming out. We're getting licensed. We're getting our practices. More and more of us is happening. Check out psychologytoday.com. You can see the people. <laughs> right, read what their bios are. Exactly. Their specialties. What they you know, you just check them out. Try mm-hmm. to find a black therapist mm-hmm. and um yeah, take that first step for real. And I think, you know, that's that's a large part of what's going to help us feel more comfortable because we have been hurt in like just fucking just taking advantage of. Yes, with the healthcare system. So, it is an issue, it's an adequate issue, but to that I say go see people who look like you. Now, I will say to vet them as well. Yeah. I'm sure they like minded because you know there's some black people that aren't that having you back, your back. All your skin folk ain't the, your kin folk. It, oh, all your skin folk ain't your kin folk. I mm-hmm. like it. I like it a lot. So, all right. So we established the history with the healthcare. What's the next step? Secrecy. Mm-hmm. You keep it within the family. The family fucking secrets. Everybody no no one me. needs to know our business. <clears throat> you keep that in the fucking family. But I think as a black clinician, I'm able to step inside that family. Right. Because I'm still a part of the community. There goes the art of it, baby. Exactly. So that science shit ain't going to get to that. Exactly. So, like, I'm still part of the community, so they may more likely let me in than they would, like, a white clinician. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now, it's still, like, it's still, like, in the black community, you don't always let your shit out. But I think people are, especially millennials, are becoming more and more open, like, well... If it's a secret, it's not being solved, and I'm tired of being fucked up, so we about to out this shit. Right. That's how you really got to look at it. If it's a <laughs> secret, 
it never gets solved. It's or not it's like t- talked about, let alone solved. <laughs> right. Like I know there's, you know, a lot of families out there where like family members have done some things bad mm-hmm. to some kids. Exactly. Uh, whether it's molestation, rape, whatever it is, mm-hmm. or, or abuse. Mm-hmm. Or some beatings that y'all got mm-hmm. wasn't just beatings. That exactly. wasn't about you. Exactly. <laughs> that was about them. Exactly. And they were just like, I mm-hmm. need somebody to take advantage, mm-hmm. take this out. I need to out. feel empowered. Yeah, I mm-hmm. need to feel empowered right now. Because I'm not empowered in society. Mm-hmm. Think about it. That's that psychology. Exactly, exactly. So there, yeah. so there's that. So as 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 a black mental health clinician, um, I feel like I'm able to. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't necessarily something I found. I was just, eh, they'll probably let me in. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just thinking about it. Um, one of a, a big thing to why black people don't go to therapy is because of our strength. Too f- strong for too long. Like. A lot of times we think about all of what our ancestors been through. Yo, when you say that, I, the first thing I thought was black women. Y'all stay yeah. holding it down, mm-hmm. but then not taking care of yourself. Because we, cause we've been so strong that we're unable to be vulnerable. I had that with a couple right now where uh, the woman partner is complaining to, the, to her, her uh, husband like, oh my gosh. You never do anything. I feel like I always have to do stuff. And then every time he tries to do something, she's like, oh, my gosh, you ain't do it right. Mm. You know what I mean? So she's been used to, she's gotten in a cycle where she's been so used to doing everything because she felt like she needed to. Mm -hmm. um, That that became part of her identity. So although she says she wants to give up like these things and wants her husband to help out with certain things, mm-hmm. no matter what, it won't be good enough up to her standards mm-hmm. because that's taken away from that identity that she has of being. Oh empowered. yeah, we like that's that's who who are Black Americans? Oh, we strong and we resilient. That's right. what we're known for. Right. So if you if you were to break up that identity, shit, you might fall apart in other areas. Exactly. Of your life. Exactly. That's what's scary about it. But if you have a therapist who could break it down, like I just fucking did, maybe <laughs> he could assist you in doing that in a gradual and healthy process mm-hmm. rather than in a destructive process. But I also, I also want you to think about, because again, we use our ancestors as a reason as, well, they went through all that shit. You should be able to go through whatever little shit you going through. One. You could look at it that way, or <laughs> yeah. you could look at it as, my ancestors went through all this shit, so I'll be damned. If I go through the same thing that they did without learning the lessons of the past. Okay, first of all, that. But <laughs> yes, but I, w- I was thinking, don't minimize what I'm going through. Right. Like, my problems are big to me, and exactly. I can't handle it. Like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Ooh, I, may, I may have food, water, and shelter and not be beaten every damn day, but guess what? I move up to a new need. Mm-hmm. And if that needs not being met, then yeah, I'm not happy. I got new needs. That's the, that, uh, oh, I'll just take it what I can get mentality. Exactly. Nah. That's the older generation. Yeah. Millennials ain't, ain't with that. But and then that goes to the, the one to address secrets and one to mm-hmm. address the problems of the past. Exactly, exactly. So that's, that's what I mean. Like there is a shift and I'm glad I will hope everybody rides this wave to therapy mm-hmm. and growth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what. How much better is a society would we be if that could happen? You know? Exactly. Which we'll talk about in a bit, the benefits. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say, <laughs> think about our ancestors, y'all. They were physically tormented. 
Mm-hmm. Mentally. They were socially tormented. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, they were tormented. You have your baby ripped from you. Shit gets heavy. You have been treated like you're not even human. Experimentation. Do you think our ancestors made it out sane? Do you think we didn't have issues that were not addressed? Right. Mentally? Literally tortured every day. Exactly. Always in survival mode. Like, I don't think our ancestors did make it out sane. And because we carried on some of their traditions, the things that they did to survive, where we don't need to actually survive. Exactly. (laughs) Shit like that. So that's just a physical way of doing stuff in terms of nutrition. Mm -hmm. Think about psychological ways that we still are stuck in certain patterns of thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the lighter I am, the better I am. Exactly. Like, yeah, that may have worked when it was the house slave or the field slave. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be slaves no more. There's there's some, you know, discrepancy with that. Yeah, we, we, yeah <laughs> another podcast. But, <laughs> you know, like, I, yeah, they didn't have mental health treatment back then. No, especially not for us. Exactly. They weren't considering us human, so no, they weren't caring about our well being mentally at all. Exactly. But I will say, um, I saw one post. Hold up, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. And I feel like it's true to the fucking T. True to the fucking T. Black people's ability to turn anything into a joke is a deep rooted coping mechanism. Oh, I know, I got that. That's me right there. We joke about all our pain. What Kevin Hart say? Laughing my pain. Mm-hmm. What my brother-in-law say? A lot of truth in a joke. Because mm-hmm. we, ha- we had to figure out some kind of way to survive through that shit. Some kind of way. He was like, shit, let me laugh about it instead of crying shit. <laughs> shit, I already did that. Like, if you know you about to go out, like, masters of just whooping your ass and like, I'm going to whip you to death. I just start laughing at his ass. Mm-hmm. Make all the other slaves like, damn, this motherfucker laughing at him. Mm-hmm. So you be going out like, why, why give him the satisfaction of seeing you cry and mm-hmm. all this other stuff? Nah, I'm gonna laugh at your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people had that mentality. Mm. So also to end the strength comment is, it's a sign of strength to go seek help. Right. Because if you're in your stuff and you're not getting any better, then what good is it doing you? It is a sign of strength. To go seek help. Right, and, and we don't apply that to any other thing. We don't say, oh, my car broke down. It's cool. My car's strong enough to handle this shit. So if my engine breaks, it'll recover. Or mm-hmm. if I got cancer, oh, it's cool. I'll be strong enough. I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'll just, no. And you see, black people have issues with the doctor too, but that's because our history of healthcare. So we are willing, especially black men, mm, Jesus, yeah. just happened I, with I my father. Just happened with my father. Like, so willing to be strong. Like, no, nah, I got this. It ain't hurt. But really, you didn't fracture something? Yeah. Like, go to the damn doctor. Yeah, I don't play that shit. <laughs> like, you need to make sure you can continue on in the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So if that's going to the doctor, that's going to your therapist, do it. Become strong again. Admit when you're experiencing something that you can't get out of. 
find strength in knowing that you can find solutions. There you go. There you go. Beautifully said. The next stigma to black people seeking treatment and therapy, the big one, faith. We have been taught for generations to talk to God, to talk to God, to talk to Jesus, to pray the pain away. And uh, so I, I approach that with two ways of thinking. One, we're here for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like this call, this field is a calling. So we are put on this earth to help people. God is using us as healers. I also say, you know, sometimes when you're in a situation, God can't give you the answer in the way that you want it. You know, he's not really talking back to you in most cases, telling you what you need to do, what you need to know. But we're here. We can tell you. Right in front of you. And we won't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that's how I approach that topic. But I also say that you can pray and see a therapist at the same time. Right, you can. And I I just put it out there, like, um, I think we talked about it before when we mentioned the pastor for, uh, or the reverend. Mm-hmm. Not her name. Was Reverend at, Tracy, I think. Tracy. Uh-huh. Right. At a training we went to. At a training we went to. She's from uh, Missouri, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she was a pastor who recognized her role. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew that there were certain aspects of mental health that she was not equipped to deal with. And through admitting that, she deferred to Dr. Joy. The group. Mm-hmm. So... There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and I also Like, if I was going to mm-hmm. talk about the Bible, I wouldn't be like, oh, I know it just because I grew up Christian. No, I don't do that shit no more, so I can quote you a verse mm-hmm. if my life depended on it. Right. Um, so I would defer to my old pastor back in Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if he had some problem with some mental... Um, depression or something else he would defer to me and that's how it works like know your lane and see i appreciated that she said know your lane like reverends pastors whatever you want to call them preachers they are not trained in the mental health field at all they are trained in the pastoral counseling mm-hmm. and the field of theology they're right. trained in that they don't know and there's nothing wrong with that do exactly you. do you but don't do us exactly <laughs> that's the point so, like, what I appreciated about Reverend Tracy is she said she didn't even call it counseling. What'd she call it? I forgot what she called it, but it was, like, something beautiful. <laughs> something about healing or something. Something. But she was like, if they don't get better after three times, I'm like, all right, time for you to go seek a therapist. hmm Because she knows that that's, that's not her lane. And that's okay. Right. That's why we can I have multiple healers. Like, we can damn. have multiple healers. You can go see your past and come see me. Like, we can have multiple healers. And ways of healing. Right. You know? Another thing I think is important as far as the stigma is people associate mental health with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And that is false. Your mental health is the same as your physical health, same as your emotional health, same as your spiritual health. 
It's all take, interconnected. Taking care of you. Just because you're seeking mental health treatment does not mean you're sick, does not mean you are mentally ill, does not mean you're crazy. Let's stop using crazy. Right. Okay. I don't even use crazy like that. I'd say crazy is like I don't I don't say that word to describe people. Yeah, I don't. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say it to describe situations like, whoa, that was, you see that yeah, shit? That exactly. was crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But people aren't crazy. Mm-hmm. People have certain. We all going through something, right. y'all. Everybody, we is. all going through something. That's the. I wish people could just get that. Exactly. But you know, slowly but surely, we breaking them down. Mm-hmm. We breaking down these walls, the stigma. And I think the big piece, especially with millennials, I mean, one, we're becoming more educated, so we're like and access we're, to all this. Yeah, we're learning. About we're it. learning more about it, yeah. but with the Black Lives Matter movement. That I definitely hit. think that poster I had about uh, um, those watching those uh, events can mm-hmm. cause traumatic, basically PTSD. Because mm-hmm. um, we're watching, we're watching videos of, of people dying, right? So repeatedly. So that post when I posted that article, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's from, probably New York Times, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It got so many shares, and you know me, I'm not on Facebook, so I was shocked. I was like. It was like 14 shares, mm-hmm. so many comments. We had a good discussion about it. I was like, damn. Because mm-hmm. other people could relate to that shit. Cause we, they were telling me like, yeah, I was in work and I felt so terrible. I it was so in. much mourning mm-hmm. and loss and grief. And it was like, yo, my mental health it is suffering. And I was in grad school at the Exactly. Time. I, I was too. It was, it was bad. Yeah. I, I need, yeah. In a white area. Yes. Fucking <laughs> Evanston. Like, jeez. Yeah. It was. We was all going through something. And we yeah. was like, yo, I need to get off of social media. I yeah, can't I'm, watch I'm this anymore. I'm off it right now. I already and know. I need to go take care of my mental health. Yep. Because this ain't okay. So I do, even in the bad parts of it, I appreciate it because it, it's expedited the the shift towards seeking help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that, what are the benefits of mental health treatment or therapy? I think the... I'll speak personally, because um, I just uh, recently saw a therapist, my first time seeing a therapist out here in Oakland, um, for my own personal growth. And yeah, growth, that's what I was going to actually say it is. It's growing on levels that you want, because at, at this stage, I want to grow in terms of my career, but also learning about myself emotionally, so that I can connect better with whoever my future partner is going to be, and to connect with my clients, and my friends, and other other relationships that I'll have throughout my life so that's where i'm at right now and the benefits really are you do get to grow in those areas mm-hmm. it does stretch you mm-hmm. it's it's like it's hit it's hitting the gym for your mind for real mm-hmm. yes it really is you really get to stretch those muscles and understand your emotions mm-hmm. it's, it's an emotional and mental gym <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. i keep telling people so a lot of y'all might be physically like oh i'm good but y'all are mentally weak. Somebody mm-hmm. could break you down with one comment and mm-hmm. have you throw away your whole life mm-hmm. because you got mad because of that temper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that, you didn't understand your emotions. You didn't understand your emotions. That you weren't really angry, you were hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking on it. Speaking on it. So that's what I mean by that. You haven't hit the emotional gym. Mm-hmm. So any little trigger could set you off like that. You don't even know what your triggers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mentally, like the same thing, you might get distracted by one thing, not know why, 
And it's so much areas we can and grow. And see, um, I do want to break down mental health in terms of emotional health because mm-hmm. people may be like, "What's the difference?" Oh, I, th- I think, <laughs> I think of mental health with your thoughts, and then your emotional health is with your emotions. Right. Like, um, so yeah, very much your thoughts and your emotions, which are very tied together, mm-hmm. and then go into your behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is it's what- a cycle. This is why I, I say, like, I, for me, I'm I'm working more on emotional mm-hmm. understanding for myself because we discussed it earlier. Like mentally, in terms of my thoughts, mm-hmm. I'm very well able to break down stuff and connect and mm-hmm. understand where, where these thoughts are coming from. Mm-hmm. But understanding the emotions that might be underneath those thoughts and what my ways of thinking, mm-hmm. that's where I want better understanding. And I think a lot of people could benefit from that work because a lot of times you think like, oh, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you can pick any topic. Like, I don't think uh, dark-skinned women are pretty, you know? That's yes. a thought that you have. Let's talk about the self-hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So that's a thought that you have right there. That's talking about your mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are the feelings underneath that? Like, do you even know the meaning of that? Did you understand that meaning? Mm-hmm. Did you understand the meaning of those black women who might have raised you exactly. or around right. you? Like, like, do you understand what's going on? Get past all the that. emotions that that all that has, like, and how you got to that point. Mm-hmm. So, without understanding all of that, those emotions tied to that thought, maybe you might not ever change your thinking. Mm. And that's that's where it gets into the benefits of therapy. I hope, like, anybody who's listening is like, oh, okay, I'm following this, because that's what therapy is. It's that journey towards understanding, and that understanding can bring change. Mm. And see, for me, so I'm in therapy as well. And yes, we're therapists who are in in therapy. therapy. They actually suggest that (laughs) because even as therapists, even though we're trained, the same with you, our audience, when you're in it, you cannot see the bigger picture. You cannot see the patterns. You are in it. So even as therapists, even though we're trained, we're still in it. We have our blind spots. We need a neutral third party that's non-judgmental who can tell us what's going on. When it comes to these relationships, I can break down anybody else's relationship Mm -hmm. in two seconds. I can tell you what you're doing wrong. (laughs) I can tell you what you're doing right. I can tell you where you need to work on. Mm -hmm. All that. When it comes to me in relationships, oh, (laughs) hell no. I don't Mm -hmm. know what the fuck I'll be doing dumb shit that if I could step outside my own body and mm-hmm. talk to myself mm-hmm. I would I would slap me I would be like what are you doing right now mm-hmm. but that's what it's about those are the blind spots when you're in it and all your emotions are in the situation that you're in you don't have the 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 sight to see what's going on above you exactly. to see what's going on if you were to step oh, outside of your body. The, see what's going on in the other person. Right. You're in your stuff. You're in it. You don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> so that's why going to therapy, especially for uh, couples, couples and family therapy. Right. Yes. It's, it's good to understand that because then you'll understand the connection that you have with those other people mm-hmm. and how you feel about it in your own way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. So I just Googled benefits of therapy um, the first thing that came up was four ways everyone can benefit from therapy okay. on the Huffington Post. Let's do it. Um, yeah. But some Facebook fucking ad keeps coming up when I open it. So I'm going to just read the little <laughs> blurb that they have okay. on Google without clicking on the link. So it says therapy can help you handle emotions from problems or stressors, mm-hmm. even if they aren't dramatically life altering or traumatic. Oh, say that one more time. Therapy can help <laughs> you handle emotions from problems or stressors, even if they are not dramatically life altering or traumatic. People be thinking you got to go to therapy when some huge thing has happened. No. Thank you, man. 
That shit is not. You need to do checkups on yourself every so often. Oftentimes, when you come after the shit has hit it, the fan, it's too late. <laughs> that's real. It's real. It's just the fucking truth. Like again, we related to. I remember I compared it to cancer at one point mm-hmm. um, earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you come through, with, I don't know the stages of cancer. I hope we'll never know them. Well, I I would say going to the doctor every so often, like doing your mm-hmm. you know checkups, could help you catch something before before it, it grows. Right. Versus the person who Coming never in. goes exactly. in, and then, and then they have this lump, and then they're like now in. Exactly. It's like oh well, did you do your mammograms? No. Exactly. That's so, that's exactly what I mean by that. You mm-hmm. have to check up in it. And, and and going back to the gym analogy, it's like you have to work out. The mm-hmm. fuck? You mm-hmm. have to do some type of exercise. You you, you can't not you, work out and then go do a marathon. This is what I'm saying. Your, <laughs> your, your mind doesn't stop working. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So your mind has been working this whole time, and you haven't been able to uh, do anything. It's like you're eating food all day. You're, mm-hmm. you're consuming all this stuff, mm-hmm. but you're not doing anything to let it out. So you're just getting real fat and out of shape. <laughs> uh-huh. Your mind is real big ass fat couch potato and has never hit the gym ever. Mm-hmm. Therapy is the gym. If you've never done that, your mind is out of shape, which means you're going to be thinking all types of stuff. You're out of control with your thoughts. You may not understand the feelings behind those thoughts, and that's not healthy. Exactly. And who's going to want to connect with somebody who's a mental couch potato? Mm-hmm. Mm. If you haven't done the growth, if you haven't worked out, that the other people who have done their work in terms of their emotions and, and their mentality, their mental health, they're not going to want to seek you out. They're really not. Because mm-hmm. they're on a whole other level. They're on that healing level. Exactly. On that growth level. That's where you want to be. I'm trying to tell you, getting therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, what this site is saying is therapy is well known for its problem-solving techniques and mm, reputation definitely. as a tool for overcoming anxiety, depression, and addiction. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about people's questions about therapy. Because a lot of times, people are hesitant about therapy because they don't exactly know what it is. Right. So, ignore TV. Ignore movies. That's rule number one. It's, All that it's shit, not like no. that. You are not laying down on a couch with your therapist not even looking at you. Saying how you feel. I mean, yeah, we talk about your feelings, but I don't think I have asked how you feel in a long ass time. Not without proper context. Yeah. Like, it would have to be like, how do you feel about that situation? Exactly. Going on. Because I know. You, how are you feeling? Yeah, just generally saying, like, <laughs> how are you feeling? That's That means you just, you didn't think of anything. Right. You, you probably off that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tired? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> Take care of you, therapist. <laughs> like, if you came up with that, that was it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So, yeah, rule number one, TV, movies, it's all about a bullshit perception of what therapy is. Exactly. It's not actually meant to do anything. It's usually just something, a subplot to make it uh, connect to the next scene. And think about (laughs) it. Think about it. If you're not, like, for instance, they don't teach us anything in education. So if you're not educated, if you're not working on yourself and healing and growing, how are you going to start this revolution? Mm. How are you going to make better changes for yourself if you don't know to do them, which they want you to not know. They want you to be ignorant. So you can't overthrow them. Think about it. (laughs) But what are some other people, some other questions people have about therapy? I think a lot of people have questions about, uh, confidentiality. That's a big one that always comes up. Like, Mm. so 
are y'all sure y'all not gonna tell none of my business? Like mm-hmm. all that, they get worried about again that. secrecy. Mm-hmm. So we are legally and ethically. Actually, I think it may just be ethically, but ethically is just damn where as much yeah, as legally. You don't want. To um, uh, we're not allowed to break confidentiality. There are limits to confidentiality as far as like. Um, child abuse, elder abuse, mm-hmm. uh, mandated reporters, right? Yeah, there. we're mandated reporters. Um, but and then like if you're a danger to yourself or a danger to someone else, then we gotta contact the proper authorities. But outside of that, yes, yeah, everything's basic. confidential between me and you, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other questions they might have is um, certain problems that they have going into it. Like they may feel like again we were talking about it, like. If I'm my problem isn't dire or serious, mm-hmm. should I go to therapy? Yes. <laughs> and they might have questions about types of therapy, like schools of thought. So, okay. So with the education part, we have different modalities, mm-hmm. meaning different ways of approaching therapy. Um, there's also, and that's a lot more into the talk therapy or the psychotherapy. Whereas, like, I work with kids, so I use play therapy. All we, the time. That's we, all I do with kids. We play with toys and games and shit, and yeah, I'll make it therapeutic. I'll insert some shit, or I'll put whatever toys we're playing with, I'll try to incorporate whatever they're going through in life to kind of bring it out of them. But sometimes, especially with kids, if you're just playing with them, and if they know that you're a safe adult that they can trust, they'll open up to you. Right. I have a great story about that. I have one kid who's not even really a kid. He's like preteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never opens up because he's just like, you know, he's, he doesn't find the value in therapy, but his mm-hmm. mom put him in therapy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just playing around. We play Uno. We talk about football and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then soon, like naturally, he just starts bringing up this girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay, now it's over. I got you. We're talking about relationships? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's over. I got you on this one. Mm-hmm. So he's asking for advice and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And you know I'm giving him that bomb advice, getting him. Mm-hmm. But I'm also exploring how he feels about women mm-hmm. and, like, how he felt when he got hurt by this one. So, you know, it opened up a whole new dialogue mm-hmm. for him to talk about his relationships or his relations <laughs> in school. Mm-hmm. And that's a good piece because who knows if he's talking to anybody else about that exactly. or if he's getting any good advice about that. He could be getting some fucked up advice exactly. from family members exactly. and, and especially friends. I know when I was in high school, so <laughs> there's also, um, so in addition to play therapy, there's also, um, like expressive arts therapy. Ooh, so I, I, yes. and I'm not specialized in that. I use arts and crafts with some mm-hmm. of my clients, but I have taken like an expressive arts, um, like, it was, like, a group therapy type of thing. So, I have done that. And that was, like, love. Like, it, it's so... Again, you're not really talking, but you can still work through some stuff. Yep. Oh. Um, you can still work through some stuff. And it's just, like, relaxation. It really is. Like, yeah. the stuff that we did uh, in our last supervision... We made, um, like, our supervisor brought in some arts and crafts and stuff. My colleague and I, we made, um, like, boxes. We decorated boxes. And then, oh. You already know what I did. <laughs> Switched it up on these niggas. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I made myself a little pendulum mm-hmm. uh, to do my energy psychology, chakra mm-hmm. uh, healing mm-hmm. that I learned about in the energy psychology uh, and see, training. Even that concept, energy psychology, using the chakras to process trauma, like, 
I was like, hold up. I know about energy with my spirituality, but we combining this shit with psychology? That's what I'm saying. The art with the science. Exactly. And that's how you get real healing, in my opinion. You can't just be science when it comes to something as complex as the human mind and emotions. Mm -hmm. If you just do science, you'll never get there. Exactly. It takes that interpersonal connections to connect the dots, to connect the emotions, to connect the thoughts, to connect the behavior, to change the minds and change the people. And I don't know how I'm getting into this thing. (laughs) But you get it. Yeah. <laughs> so there are different forms of therapy. There's not one way. It's not sitting, laying on the couch. You know, it's not, um, you know, talking about your dreams. You know, some people do it. It's not hypnosis. We ain't we ain't about to be in a sunken place up in here. Mm-mm. So um, we'll talk about that later. But I saw an interesting article about hypnosis. It 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 works like really well. See, I don't know if I would get that done to me. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Because there's not enough... First of all, I don't know anybody that does it who's black. Yeah, I know. I would want a black <laughs> person. I, want, I can't have no white trust. person fucking, like, um, fucking with my mind like that. <laughs> I feel you. Um, and okay, so... AKA get out. And that's what I mean. Like, there are there are boundaries that you can set going into this, but you need to at least take that first step. See exactly. a black therapist. Reach out. Really reach out to a black therapist. Mm-hmm. See if there's a consultation session mm-hmm. or a phone conversation you have with the mm-hmm. therapist, just to get a feel of how he or she is mm-hmm. and what their work. And is feel like. free to ask us questions. I'm like an open book with like, I'm cool. Exactly. Ask us questions. We're like, okay with I that. mean, literally, like I got a podcast. We, I'm talking about this shit. Right. <laughs> you get to know me real well if you wanted to. Exactly. Um, I did want to, before we ended today's episode, I did want to give a shout out to all of the celebrities who are promoting Yo, therapy and mental health treatment. I am loving There's this push. Surge. There's a surge. I'm loving yes. it. Man, we talking about Jay-Z, Beyonce, mm-hmm. J&B. Come on now. I, I could just stop right there. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis has also been a strong component yep, for mental health yep. treatment. Um, who uh, else? I've been seeing it a lot. Kevin Love, the basketball player, uh, he talked about his anxiety, not being able to get up off of the court. You know what I mean? This Kevin Love, all-star, you know? Uh, what's her name? She's white, but she Amanda co- Seals. Shout out to Amanda. Ooh, Seals. Amanda Seals. Yes, Love shout her. out That's to her. My, she promotes. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not she my shy hair if I ever see it in real life. Yeah. I really am. She um, be in Oakland too, so I'm, I'm coming at Kristen you. Bell. She was oh, in Frozen. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a big um, proponent of mental health treatment. Um, I mean, she was in a lot more than Frozen, but that's. Big right now. Yeah. Charlamagne the guy. Shout out to Charlamagne yes, the guy. Yes, yes. Always, always doing that. Mm-hmm. So shout out to these celebrities who are promoting mental health treatment, trying to make it normal. Like, this is okay to do. Right. Charlamagne, like, I'll be there. Every- oh, she got the same appointment I do. Fridays at 3. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's on Wednesdays at 10. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... I love that. Like he shouts it out. Like, see, that's why I'm in therapy. He'll say that. Mm-hmm. Like, see, all that. That's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but he owns it. He owns that he got anxiety mm-hmm. and shit stuff. He been through that. If you know him, yeah, I understand why. Mm-hmm. But we all suffer through some type. We of stuff, all been man. through something. Like, it's called life, man. So don't don't be too. So strong. call up. So call up the therapist. Um. So what are your reasons for seeking therapy, man? I'm dealing with life. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> I, you say that. I'm like, I hear you. Right, shit, I'm dealing too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? How can we assist? Exactly. How can we help you? And exactly. That's, that's the other thing I did want to say. Hmm. Uh, another stigma that happened 
because of white people's way of doing therapy is the and then you kind of touched on it when you were talking about like how the couch you mm-hmm, sitting on the couch mm-hmm. is the hierarchy in terms of the in the room this, this yeah. power dynamic of oh I'm the therapist so sit down tell me your problems and I'll I'll fix I'm it for you. Well, I'm well you're Mr. sick Word. I'm empowered you're not. And we're learning as black therapists, as we're going to different trainings about black psychology, mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is a relationship. Right. You're learning from me. I'm learning from you. We're it's, both growing in exactly. some aspects. And we're learning and trading perspectives. We're challenging other people's perspectives. There may be a dynamic of I'm guiding you more than you're guiding me at this moment because you're seeking healing. Exactly. But there's a, there's an exchange, though. Mm-hmm. There's still that exchange and that energy in the room where... Mm-hmm. You are learning, you are growing in some ways together. Because no matter what, if you hear somebody's perspective from a place where they don't tell other people, mm-hmm. you're hearing parts of themselves that other people don't get to see. Mm-hmm. That's expanding your way of but, thinking. And also, we like my case was at 21 clients now. Mm-hmm. That's 21 different people right. with different experiences that I'm seeing every week. That's going to grow you. Like, it's going to grow me, you know? Um, I will also say, snap, it's leaving me. It's leaving me. What was it? Um, <laughs> he offered me to vape. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to get back on my vape stuff, y'all, because I, I feel like I've been inhaling too much smoke. So I'm trying to get back on vaping. Yeah, I'm okay with the smoking. <laughs> smoking, but, yeah, man, it's hard out here. But um, what I was going to say, we was talking about the dynamic. Oh, I'm not just here for the money. Oh, hell no. While I need oh. to get paid to live, I chose this profession for a reason. Because I, I could have I could have done so many other things. Exactly. More money than this. Exactly. I chose this profession for a reason. So, yes, I do care about my clients. Yeah. I'm here for them. Mm-hmm. In a way that a lot of times they don't have any other support systems. That's true. You know? So, don't discount that. Especially with black therapists. You build that relationship with them, that's... They are there for you. That's your support. That's a bond right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that, <laughs> I want to reiterate the idea for our own nonprofit. Black Harmony Baby. Family Healing Center. Damn right. Because we Which is- will include smart love. And towering trees. You already know. And expand to other healers. In the bay and different types of healing. Again, we're, this center isn't going to be just therapy. We're gonna have other types of healing. Herbalist, exactly. We're gonna have energy, energy, acupuncture, acupuncture, all massage, that. Like mindfulness, shit, marijuana. Uh, mm-hmm, I'm getting to that. <laughs> um, but different types of healing, as well as different things to incorporate within the community. Like, oh, we need childcare. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have some. We don't. We. Well, I cannot wait. Yes. So look out. Look we out. are in the very beginning stages. But it's coming. But it's coming, because we as therapists, we who want to have an impact on the black community, said so we need to do something to build this community up. And it ain't been done, so might well be us. Yeah, because I'm tired of waiting for motherfuckers to change. Exactly. Shit. Especially now that I found my community. My home? Mm-hmm. Nah, dog. I ain't gonna leave it like this. Stats quote my ass. We try to change shit around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that, I think we go seek help, black people. Yeah, it's just it's okay. Therapy's not a bad word. <laughs> okay, therapy it's not scary. is not a dirty word. Yeah, it's just all right. Mm-hmm. 
you come see us. Mm-hmm. We're human beings. Exactly. Looking to heal. Looking to connect. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. Mm. Black mental health? All right, y'all. I think we out of here. Well, thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl Rocky. And your boy, ooh. You all have a beautiful week. All right, y'all. Peace and love. We out of here.